I'm Dr. Robin McKay. This is the Mindset RX podcast, the show made especially for emotionally intelligent leaders ready to set the tone for a positive, productive, and purposeful week. And it's for those of you who are asking big questions like, is this all there is? What's next? And what's my purpose? Listen, the world of work has changed. Grit, hard work, and tenacity are giving way to purpose, flow, and hope as we seek new ways to contribute, make a difference, and create a career and life that matters. It's time to start dreaming again. Here we go. Hiya. Welcome back to Mindset RX. I'm your host, Dr. Robin McKay. For those of you who are new to me, I am an award-winning psychologist an executive coach for top leaders in tech, in healthcare, fintech, and entertainment. I do a lot of corporate trainings and advising for top companies throughout the world. I'm happy to be here with you. If you are joining me, as you always do for Mindset RX, welcome back. You can always post your comments in the comment section. I'd love to hear from you, whether you're watching with me live on LinkedIn, or if you are watching the recording, you're listening to the sister podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me by email, robin, R-O-B-Y-N, at drrobinmckay.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you feel like it, if you're listening to the podcast, if it inspires you, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star review and share this information with other people in your networks. I think that the most important thing that we can be doing right now is spreading the message about setting our intentions for a positive, productive, and purposeful week, month, year, life, legacy, all the things that I always say. So welcome back today on our show. I'm gonna be talking about something that is both timely and relevant. And that is what many of you all are experiencing right now, returning to the office, returning to the office. So let's think about that for a second. It's been over two years since we've been staying at home, working from home, being on Zoom and video every single day, all day, sometimes. We never heard of anything like Zoom fatigue before six months into the pandemic, probably. I think that's when it first started showing up, but it, probably even before that. And we've created an entirely new way of living and working in the last couple of years. And now a lot of you are being asked to go back into the office, at least part-time. And I think that my experience in, in talking with some of you, talking with leadership and organizations so people are really trying to be as flexible as possible with the return to the office and are really working toward allowing and empowering employees, creators, innovators to do what they think is best for themselves and their families. And I think that that is a great step in the quest for freedom, for flexibility, for flow, for creativity in the workplace. And I'm really grateful to see this transformation happening sometimes before our eyes. Now, having said that, the idea of returning to the office for a lot of people is pretty sketchy. There's a lot of resistance. I just 
have spoken with a couple of people recently who have said, I don't want to go back at all. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that now is the time for all of us, both individually and collectively on our teams, within our divisions, within our larger organizations to really be mindful about how we're taking this next step. We know that there's no playbook for it, but we are two years wiser than we were at the beginning of all of this. One of the things that I've noticed over the course of the last couple of years is how many people are really asking deeper questions than they've ever asked before. They're asking, what's the purpose of all of this? Why am I doing this work? Does this work even align with my most deeply held values, those things I hold precious and dear? And of course, we've been experiencing the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great awakening, all of these shifts in consciousness, shifts in awareness, in practices, in behaviors that were unheard of before the pandemic. So I don't know if there's a way that we can be grateful for the pandemic because there were so many things that went sideways during it, but I will say this, from where I sit right now, I have a lot of gratitude about some of the things that I've learned along the way and gratitude for all of the people who I've been able to come alongside, who we've walked shoulder to shoulder during this time with. And now as we're headed back to work, I want to share with you some of the thoughts that I've had about going forward, about making the transition back to the office. So without further ado, let me just click over here and see what we've got. I wanna take you through a process that I think is really essential as you're mindfully preparing to go back into the office. Now, some of you, by the way, may already be back in the office. It's not too late to do this work for yourself. It's not too late to invite your team members, your leadership, to do this work as well. I really believe that anytime we can come back into the present moment and be mindfully aware of why we're doing what we're doing, that it's in those moments of presence, we actually have far more access to our cre creativity, far more access to our intuition and work becomes flow rather than busy work when we are mindfully present and aware. So there's all of these good cases and good reasons for stepping yourself through this process I'm going to teach you right now. So are you ready to go? Here we go. Step number one, as you're making the transition back into the office is please do this. Set the intention. I like to think about intentions as sacred promises to myself. So set the intention that you're not just going to recreate or somehow passively fall back into your pre-pandemic lifestyle, the pre-pandemic gerbil wheel. One of the experiences many leaders had over the course of the last couple of years is that they were actually able to look at what parts, what parts of work were no longer working for them. However, when you get back into your old situation, your old environment, it becomes pretty easy to kind of lock back into the old ways of doing things. 
So we have to consciously and mindfully prepare ourselves for the kind of the, the uh, regression to the mean, if you will, kind of settling back into the old ways of doing things just because that that's the simplest or easiest or most comfortable thing to do. I want you to remember that it was also the painful familiar for many years before the pandemic. So when you set this intention that you're not just gonna let yourself recreate or fall back into the old ways of doing things, you're actually starting to let go of the busyness cycle that you were in. And at that point, then you can, you can tap into flow and to doing your real work rather than doing busy work. So that's step number one, set the intention. Step two, set aside a block of time, literally book it on your calendar, protect it on your calendar, set aside that block of time and review how your life has changed in the past two years or however long it's been since you were sent home. And you can ask yourself during that time, as you review, how am I different now? What was life like before? At the beginning of all of this. And what's life like now? What have I loved? What have I not loved? What am I ready to let go of? What lessons have I learned? And what am I really proud of myself for? There are other questions that you can ask, but I think that those really kind of encapsulate the integration of your experience over the last couple of years. What I don't want us to do is to gloss over the last two years and move on. I think that that is a psychologically stunted approach to transformation. And it actually doesn't even lead to transformation. It just leads to actually creating the same thing over and over again. So don't let yourself move back into this transition without really connecting in with how have I changed and integrate that into your heart, integrate that into your shoulders, into your mind, just so that you know for sure. When you do that, a really good way of integrating is to share your findings with somebody else. So maybe you have a colleague who would want to do this exercise with you, and then you can just share the results of what your findings were with each other without giving advice, without telling the other person what to do, just listen, affirm, ask good questions. That's all you have to do. But somewhere in that process, there's an integration of the, the memories, the emotions, the energies that you've experienced over the past couple of years. This will not be easy for some of you. For people who are living alone, especially early on in the pandemic where they were, they were certainly isolated, for people who lost loved ones during the last couple of years, for people who were worried about losing loved ones, stranded someplace apart from other people, there are a lot of traumas that have taken place over the past couple of years. And so if you do notice yourself touching on one of those traumas, remember that it is important for you to address those as well. They don't even have to rise to the level of a post-traumatic stress disorder. But the everyday traumas that we experience simply by living life can be enough for, to put us at surge capacity, 
to put us in a place of burnout. So this reflection time over the past two years that you've been working from home and recreating your life based on the unknown future, this is reflection, but it's also an opportunity for you to courageously examine your heart and your mind and ask yourself the deeper questions of what is needed for me right now, for me to move forward with ease and grace. What's needed? You don't have to know the answer to that, by the way. You can just live in that question and there will be things that occur to you about what's needed. Just make sure that you don't gaslight yourself when you realize what's needed. And by gaslighting, I mean, don't make yourself wrong. Don't make yourself feel like you're crazy by wanting a thing or by realizing something. Just allow it and have a conversation with a trusted ally, your coach, somebody who will deeply understand what you're talking about. Next step, set aside a block of time, a different block of time now to imagine your ideal work week without limits. So your intellect is gonna to wanna to get involved with this as best you can give your intellect something else to do. I always like to, when I've got a creative project I'm working on, imagine my, my intellect you know, the smart girl with glasses who likes science and likes data and likes research. I like to give her something intellectually challenging to do in my mind's eye, in my imagination, something that will occupy her time so she can stay out of my imagination because I don't need her in my imagination. I'll let her know when I need her, that intellectual part of myself. But when I'm in my imagination, she doesn't really need to be there. She's not helpful. She's actually kind of a killjoy. So go with your imagination here and, and just think about, just imagine what your ideal work week would look like. And imagine your future work day where you're doing your best work, you're in flow, you're contributing. Things are joyful. Things are going well. Things are golden for you. It is possible. It's not that there won't be bumps in the road but we have to at least start with the vision, the imagination in order to set the tone for what's to come. There's a lot of uncertainty in our world right now. And I like to think about uncertainty as I would a video game. And the best way, the best way to beat a video game is to be poised, is to be curious and to lean into the uncertainty. Step into the uncertainty, don't contract from it. Lean in and create, lean in and create how you want to show up in the next chapter of your life as you return to the office. So once you've imagined what your ideal work week looks like, now you can start generating strategy for the best way to align with your vision of the future. What are the things that you need to have in place? What boundaries do you need to set up? What supports do you need to invite in? And this is a question I love to ask myself. Who do I need to become in order to thrive in this new situation? Again, you don't have to know the answer to it. It's up to your imagination to create that version of yourself. Again, your intellect is not really needed 
during this part of the process, is it? Just imagine, who do I need to become? What kind of person do I need to be in order to experience this new lifestyle that I've imagined? It'll be fun to see what your imagination comes up with. And then best part of this, after you do this process and you share it with a colleague or somebody else who has done this, this process also, invite your team to do it. Maybe even lead your team through these questions. Or you can always invite me to come in and do this work with your team. It's so much fun to engage people's imagination and to shift out of the, the energy of fearful uncertainty to jump timelines into something like curious uncertainty, optimistic uncertainty. It's a very different energy, isn't it? So whatever you do, just invite the people around you to do the same process because we are creating kind of a, I'm gonna call it like a Mensa mind, really. It's where everybody comes together at the table and everybody offers their greatest contributions, their greatest ideas from their imagination. See what happens, it could be fun. So that's the process I'd like you to invite you to go through. As leaders though, I wanna just talk about some things that I think are important as we're considering going back into the office. One is, and I already said this in one way, but I wanna repeat it. Lean into the uncertainty with poise, with focus and with curiosity, just like you would your favorite video game. We know that there's always going to be more uncertainty, but how you respond as a creator is up to you. Here's what I know for sure. You're able to beat the uncertainty game. I know you can. So don't bet against yourself. But you have to remember that there's no playbook for returning to the office. So you can't expect everybody to know what we're doing or to get it right the first time. It would be nice if that were true, but there's going to be some jostling. There's going to be some disruption. There's going to be some energy of maybe even confusion or chaos that accompanies the return to the office. It's to be expected, but you don't have to be swept away by it, certainly. And as a leader, I think, and I continue to think that the best thing that we can be are beacons of light. To be the coaches. To frame this as a challenge rather than something that's happening to us, it's happening for us. So this is the time, this is the time that you can begin to really trust your intuition, your abilities and your psychological strengths to rise to the occasion. It's not a time to doubt yourself. It's not a time to doubt your team. It's why it's so important to have the vision of and the, the vision and the energy of the life that you want to be living on the other side of this transition so that you know where you're headed and then to move in the direction of that vision. Doubt is an anthema to where you're headed. So you can treat uncertainty as a creative void, a place where you can lean into and create the future that you most want to experience. Rather than waiting for something to react to, you're actually 
entering into the void of uncertainty and scribing on the wall of uncertainty, if you will, the story that you want to play out in your own life, in the lives of your teams, in the life of your organization. And here's something that I really want you to remember. There's no room for second guessing. I'm not saying make impulsive decisions, but what I am saying is that when you land on a decision, make your decision the right decision. It's not a time to second guess yourself. It's not a time to backtrack, to walk your decision back. As best you can, try not to second guess yourself. I know that's really hard for some of us. For a lot of leaders though, we're really quite good at just making our definitive decisions and not looking back. And that really actually is the best way, especially when you're dealing with eminent uncertainty, just move forward, take another step. Please manage your nervous system. Our nervous systems kind of run the show when it comes to reactivity, to sensitivity, to stress. So know that this is gonna be a big adjustment. For some people more than others, there are some people who are pretty unflappable when it comes to change. And then there are others, actually kind of the majority of people are going to be much more reactive, much more sensitive to the transition. So have some compassion, have some understanding, some empathy for people who are viewing something like this differently than you are. But most importantly, managing your nervous system, getting enough sleep, making sure that you're getting the nutrition, the supplements, the hydration that your body requires so that you don't burn out again. And so that you can have some resilience as you make your reentry into the office. And then the last thing that I'll say is this. I want you to, to encourage you to approach the return to the office with curiosity and open-heartedness. And if you can't quite feel joyful about returning to the office, at least do your best to elevate your emotions to a neutral plane. It's kind of like when I have to ride the assault bike at the gym, I hate that thing. It moves your arms and the fan on the wheel. It's just, it's, and it's uncomfortable and like, don't even get me started, although you already did. And what I realized is as I sit on that bike, because my trainer is asking me to do another round of a minute or whatever, however long he's asking me to do. If I grumble, if I get frustrated, if I, you know, get sassy about how much I hate this bike, it makes the ride even harder. Well, I can tell you this, I will never be joyful about getting on the assault bike. There's no amount of convincing that will ever bring me up to the level of joy on the assault bike. However, what I have discovered is if I can just elevate out of the grumbling into a place of neutrality, it's still hard, but I get through it without a lot of my own personal resistance. And that's what I want to encourage you as well. If you're feeling grumbly, feeling grumbly about going back to the office or about even having conversations about going to, back to the office or hearing everybody's opinions on what we should do when we go back to the office or anything like that, 
do what you can to raise your consciousness, raise your frequency to just neutral. Put yourself in neutral. Objective observer rather than invested grumbler. I think this is a much better perspective to take as you're navigating this chapter. I just don't want you to create unnecessary resistance in the process. The best way that I know to do that is to be neutral. All right, so those are my best suggestions about returning to the office. You know, for the past couple of years, I've been embedded with leaders in top organizations, advising and supporting their leadership as they navigate these uncertain times. I've been talking about replacing grit, tenacity, and hard work with positive psychology concepts like flow, gratitude, optimism, hope. And now we're at another turning point for the people in the organizations as we're poised to return to the office. So there are bound to be more challenges ahead. It's no doubt. And that's why I'm here. And that's why large organizations work with me. I actually embed within the organization, within the division and work with the people to get the best case outcomes for where they're headed, to identify the challenges and to find ways to sidestep the challenges as well as you're heading back into the office. So I'm always happy to consult with you about the best way forward. And I really do believe that embedding psychologists like me within the organization is one of the best ways to get ahead of the uncertainty that's coming down the pipe. So if that's something that you'd love to have a conversation with me about, you can reach out to me at Robin, R-O-B-Y-N at drrobinmckay.com to request a strategy session. And if I feel like I can support you and your people, I'm always happy to share the ways that we can work together. So that's all I have for today. It's been my pleasure to be here with you. If you found this training session helpful, love to hear from you in the comments. And I will see you next week on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on Mindset Rx. Make sure to visit my website, drrobinmckay.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, it'd simply make my day if you'd consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes. Or if you'll just tell a friend about the show, that would help us out a lot too. If you like this show, you might want to consider connecting with me on LinkedIn. And I'm also available for private executive coaching, corporate trainings, and keynote addresses. Just email us at robin at drrobinmckay.com and request more information. And remember this, it's time to start dreaming again. Your future is waiting. <laughs>